What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the brand new UNABCM podcast. If you don't know what any of those letters stand for, then we are the University of North Alabama Baptist Campus Ministries, which we lovingly call UNABCM, as this is now launched on all of your podcast platforms. I would encourage you to follow us on social media, UNABCM, on Instagram, on Facebook, we are UNA Baptist Campus Ministries, and I say we, this is not a me thing, but just to tell you who I am, in case you don't know the sound of my voice, I am Matt Daniels. I'm the campus minister here. I've been serving here since June of 2019 and love serving in this role, but I am not alone today. We obviously have our tech crew director, one-man show, and Daniel Puckett, who is here with us, and also joining me is our current student president, Connor Gresham. Connor, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Everything good? Yeah, so far as good as it can be during all this, during all this uh, quarantining. Yeah, no doubt. So obviously we are releasing this podcast. It's something that I'd wanted to do and thought about doing maybe later in the fall, but thanks to COVID nineteen and everything being remote now on college campuses, not just here but abroad, uh, it's forced us to kind of speed that timeline up. So here we are releasing this podcast, and we're going to do this every week. Every Wednesday we'll release a new episode. For the time being, and even into the fall, as things hopefully and prayerfully return to normal, that will get consistent. We'll release our Monday night services and things like that. But we'll do all that detail on another podcast today. What we are here to talk about, Connor and myself, is the call to prayer. And before we do that, I just wanted to give Connor a quick moment. Why don't you just give us a quick intro, let the people know a little bit about you. Uh, well, as Matt said, my name is Connor. Uh, I am the president here at the BCM. I'm also a host here. I've been a host here since the fall of... 2018, and I'm majoring in finance. I'm set to graduate this December with that degree, and then I don't know what's next, so I'm still trying to figure all that out, but yeah, that's pretty much the short version. Yeah, so there you go, and so we're going to jump right into this. We're going to talk about a call to prayer, and so Connor, right back to you. What has prayer meant to you in your life? Well, in my life, you know, prayer, that's how we communicate with, with, our, with God that we serve, and you know, I try to pray every day because praying, you know, it keeps you in that mindset and it also just helps you to just kind of set your heart right and just just communicate with the Lord and it helps with like anxiety and all this other stuff that people deal with, especially as college students with a bunch of like questions that we ask, like, you know, what am I going to do with my, my life? What am I going to do with just everything? Because in college you have to answer a lot of these questions and there's a lot of change. So prayer to me is like a very essential part of my, my life and I try to make it very, I try to prioritize it every day. So, Yeah, when you think about prayer, like you said, it is that constant communication with our God, and it's the channel that he has given us to stay in contact with him, also through his word, but through that prayer. And You know, he tells us in, in Jeremiah to call unto me, and I'll show you great and mighty things that, I, that you do not know in Jeremiah 33, 3. And I think that's important for us to think about this. And, you know, for me, Prayer has been something that I've seen modeled my whole life. Thankfully, um, my parents believe in prayer, and I even saw it at an early age when my sister was born. She was born with a mild case of cerebral palsy and a bunch of other things, and the doctor actually told us, hey, you know, you'll be fortunate if you take her home. And I remember even at age four, as fuzzy of a memory as it is, my dad in a stall in the bathroom of Children's Hospital crying out to God saying, God, she's yours. Before she was ever mine, you just do what you want. And my sister now is still living. She's in the marching band at Troy. She's serving in the athletic department. She's a hero in my life, and it's because of answered prayer, right? And when we think about prayer, like you said, you know, especially when you talk about college, 
there are so many important life decisions you make in these four years as a student. And to base that on prayer and, and, and a call to prayer now, especially when you think about this virus, right? Praying for healthcare workers, praying for university leaders making decisions, praying for our pastors, our state board of missions leaders, all of those people that are guiding us right now. But I love how you made it personal, right? Talking about how prayer helps us make decisions, right? So let's dive into that a little bit. How how would you say prayer helps us make decisions? Well, I think that, you know, when you bring your your cares and, and your worries and just everything that's going on in your life to the Lord, you know, the, uh, the scriptures tells us that uh, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. So, you know, when you just give these things over to him, you know, the one that knows everything and has this plan for your life, I think it makes it a lot easier to just kind of cope with these things, you know, and it gives us that hope. And just for making decisions, you know, praying and giving those to the Lord and, and asking him to help guide you in that process and you know, place people in your life that will help you with that process. You know, just really, like I said, thinks I think it takes the like the burden off of you and just helps you not to be so anxious. Yeah, going off that anxious thing, you know, Philippians four six says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God." You know, and that's the biggest thing is I know a lot of students listening to this, specifically students, anxiety is at an all time high right now on college campus. And the best way that I can ever encourage you or any student, and I love that you say this, talking about anxiety, to battle anxiety, is to pray about it. When you feel anxious, pray. When you feel anxious, go to war right then. Because what's happening is that anxiety, that spiritual warfare. See, Scripture clearly says, right, do not be anxious about anything. But yet we're anxious. So that tells me our flesh, our selfish nature has gotten in the way. So to combat that, it's very simple, right? But in everything by prayer and supplication. It is having that conversation with God. You're dead on it. And anybody listening to this right now, I would encourage you, right? If you're struggling with something, if you're anxious about something, pray about it. Talk to God about it. And I know it's hard. I, I hear it all the time. Well, well, God doesn't talk back or I haven't heard the voice of God. Well, it doesn't say, do not be anxious about anything and pray just because God's going to answer you. No, it says pray because as we know... And if you're listening to this, I hope you know that God is sovereign. He's in control. Yes, Connor said it. He has a plan, right? And his plan is the perfect plan. It may not be our plan. It may not be the way that we thought it would be. And it may not come in the answer that we thought it would come in, right? I mean, I'll share this on another podcast here in about a month or so. But part of what brought me to this role in the BCM was a random phone call in November of 2018 from a pastor in Trustville, Alabama that I was like, why is this guy calling me? He's talking to me about the BCM job when I was in a good role. And then the conversation fast forward to the state director and he asked me, will you pray about it? As we began praying about it, me and my wife, then things became clear in our lives through other things, right? It wasn't like God just whispered in or screamed in, hey, Matt, you're supposed to be the campus minister. No, it, it came through a period of time and a process. And I think that's why we've got to be more serious in prayer and take it more um, seriously. So, kind of when we're talking about prayer and how it helps us in this, I think you could probably attest to this because a lot of people come and talk to you about their spiritual life, about their walk. One of the very common things that I always hear from believers that they feel like they can improve upon is their prayer life. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that? 
I mean, I think I fall into that category a lot as well, but I think, like, if you guys have, like, just practical ways to improve it, or, like... Sure, we can go that route. I mean, I think one way to improve that is, like, dedicate a certain time every day and try to follow that schedule to pray, whether it be in the morning, in the afternoon, because I don't know about everybody else, but at night, when you're about to go to bed and you're really sleepy, that's not really... You don't really get the, the best prayers out during that time, or at least I don't. I don't know if everybody else is the same, but... I think setting aside a time in the morning or afternoon and just really just praying and you know and it doesn't have to be like two hours long or just some really long time frame because like in Matthew uh, Matthew 6 7 when Jesus says you know when you pray do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think that they'll be heard because there are many words you know it's not it doesn't have to be this super long prayer which I mean you know if that's how you pray if you just pray for a while that's fine but like it doesn't have to be some super long prayer it could be know 30 minutes it could be 10 minutes but you know it's really just Connor you're dead right on it doesn't have to be a long conversation or babbling you know that's why Paul talks about praying without ceasing and when we're praying without ceasing it's not that we have talked for 24 straight hours in the day yeah. to God it's that attitude right that I want to converse with God and when something pops in my mind you know you hear the phrase take every thought captive that verse mm-hmm. and I've heard people say well I don't know how to do that the way you take every thought captive is when you hear it and there's a question mark or whatever, line it up with Scripture. Take yeah. it through prayer. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. If I, like any any thought or any any doubt or just any worry that pops in my head, I try to first, you know, find some Scripture to directly relate to that. And then if I can't think of anything right off the bat, you know, I immediately try to just pray about that and just give it to the Lord. And, Connor, I want to go back to something you talked about when you were giving practical steps. You talked about you know, spending a specific time each day, avoiding being that falling asleep. You know, when when God tells us to go to our quiet place, it doesn't mean to curl up under the covers. Yeah. With our two <laughs> pillows and the air conditioning set at 65, and you know now we're gonna have a prayer. It's that whole thing of the prayer closet, right? Having your prayer spot that you go to. There's just something about that that allows your mind and your body to know this is a serious time. It's intimate. And it's important that we do that. I even actually tell students who I know maybe are super organized, super planners, even maybe borderline OCD. And if you fit, you're hearing this and you're like, yes, that's me, then listen in. Put it in your phone calendar. Schedule it like it's an appointment and treat it that way. And give it some time. Whatever the time you feel led that you need to spend in prayer, right? Again, it's not about a set amount of time. It's not... 30 minutes. It's not 15 minutes. It's about a conversation with God. It's our intimate connection with our Savior. Right? Prayer is not just something we check the box and we move on. It's not a tool we pull out when we need it, when we're in a bad spot, or when we need an answer. It's our lifeline to our Savior who has radically changed us, who has wrapped us up in His love. And all He wants is to hear from us. You know, when Jesus taught us how to pray, He said, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Right? It's not that that's how we start every prayer, but it's about praising Him because our Father wants to be praised. He wants to hear from us how much we love Him, just like we do as humans. Right? Let's not humanize Him in any way, but we like to hear, hey, I love you. Hey, I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you because of this. God has the same thing, same desires for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, since we have a bunch of free time now, because of this quarantine, maybe this will be a good time for people to just kind of get in that pattern of setting aside that time in the morning or the afternoon. Or, you know, if it is at night, if you're just, if you think that would be the best time for you, that's that can work as well. But 
I, you know, I wouldn't do that while you're laying in bed about to go to, go to sleep. So. Yeah, there's something about starting your day in prayer too, right? And again, it's not that you wake up out of bed and you hit your knees, right? Like, I'm not that guy. I'll just be very honest. I'm not the guy that wakes up and hits my knees, right? It's probably bad that the campus minister is saying that, right? But what I do is I get up, I get going, I feed my son, I get my shower. Now I'm alert and I'm ready, right, to where I can really give God all that I can give him. And it's not me just jumping in and saying, okay, I woke up, now let me pray, while I'm trying to shake the cobwebs out as well, right? Like I get going, and as I get going, right, it's the spirit of prayer. God, today is your day. God, thank you for waking me up. God, thank you for my son. Thank you for this Coca-Cola I'm about to pop open, right? Like I'm thanking him for these things as I get my mind right to enter into what is an intimate time of prayer where I have a list every day that I pray for. I have a different list each day of the week, and I would encourage you listening. Write down your prayers. Write them out. It's not a word-for-word thing. If God leads you to do that, then please do it. But I write down who I'm praying for, what I'm praying for, so that I'm consistent in that, but also so I can track what happens. Yeah, I, I keep a, a list on my phone of just just different people that I try to pray for every, every chance I get because, like, you know, a lot of people always come up to people and just say, oh, I'm praying for you. So I try to take that next step and actually, like, go through with it. So. And it's important, too. This is a side note when we're talking about call to prayer here. Because God does want us to pray to him. But you're dead on on something. When people ask us to pray for him and we say yes, I want to challenge you that if you say yes, that you follow up with that person. Hey, Connor, I've been praying for X. How's that going? How are they doing? It lets that believer know or even that lost person know that you are genuinely praying and you genuinely want to know what's going on. There's power in that. Yeah, it shows that you, you just care for him and uh... – you know, the love that we show each other is how they're going to know us. I, th- I think, I can't remember the exact scripture for it, but how it says that, but, you know, they'll know us by our love. So I think that's a very practical way to, I guess, kind of show that love for the fellow believers and then for the non-believers as well. And as we, uh, you think about believers, right? We believe in the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. That's why we're called to use it, right? We know it works. We know there's power in it, right? Philippians 4, 6 says, let your request be made known to God. And then verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That's all we need. We just need the peace of God to guard us, to protect us. And then when we do that, we get to see what God wants to do. But, yeah, I, like, like you said, you know, we do believe in the power of prayer. And I think that, at least I struggled with this for a few years, like relying too much on my feelings when I would pray, like, because, you know, social media, there's a lot of people who struggle with, like, instant gratification. So, like, we pray, like, one day, and the next day we want all our stuff, all our answers to everything. But you have to try not to rely on your feelings because, you know, our hearts are very deceitful. And, you know, Proverbs says, I guard your hearts above all else. And just know that, you know, this is a paraphrase of a Max Lucado. I think it's how you say his last name, quote. But he says, you know, our prayers may be awkward and our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. And that's always very encouraging to me. Whenever I like, I may not feel like my prayers are working, or I may not feel like my prayers are like really making a difference. But you know, I have to remind myself it's not on how I feel or what I do, but it's on the God who hears it. And it, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to bring it back to that. Right. The title of this podcast is Call to Prayer. The next few podcasts are going to be Call to Blank. Right. We get so focused on the calling or even us being the called when the focus is absolutely on the one who calls, 
on God. He is the one calling us to prayer. He's the one asking us to make our requests known to Him. Why? Because He's God. He is supreme. He's, he's in authority. He is the authority, excuse me. He has, He's full of love. He's full of grace. He's full of mercy. He's full of peace. He's full of just. We can keep going on and on. But the call to prayer is simply about God. It's about the one who calls. And that we listen to Him, that we call out to Him, but that we're spending that time with Him. See, the relationship with Christ is not a one-time, I confess my sins, I believe in who He is, and now I'm forgiven. It's a daily, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, right? It's daily spending time with God because I'm in such reverential awe of who He is and how good He is that I want to spend time with Him. I want to talk to Him. I want to hear from Him. Because he's God, and that's what he deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Like you said, you have to you have to die to yourself daily, and it's a daily, you know, picking up your cross and bearing it. And I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, and it's important too, right? You listen to this and you go, okay, this is great advice, but I still just feel like I can go deeper in my prayer life. Here's the best encouragement I can give: you. just pray, just do it. You got to start doing it. We will commit to so many things in our lives, right? If I want to get in shape and I get this this desire that I have to get in shape, I'm going to eat right, I'm going to work out, I'm going to spend dedicated time to do that because that's what I put my mind and my heart to, right? It's the same thing in prayer. And we have to put it on the pedestal that it belongs on and that, again, this is our intimate connection with our Savior. And this is what He wants from us. And this is what He wants for us, right? Be still and know that I am God, right? It's not... Our pastor said this Sunday, and I thought this was a great, uh, a great analogy when we talk about waiting on the Lord, right? Is it's just like a server in a restaurant. They're called a waiter or a waitress, right? But they're not just sitting around with their hands in their pockets, hoping for a magnificent sign from us as the people. Like we're just, we have to wave them down every time, right? They're eager to serve. They want to. They come. They get our. They're always active. It's an active thing. They're doing something as they wait on us. Well, it's the same thing with God. As we're waiting on Him, as we're waiting to hear from Him, we're serving Him. We're on the move. We're on the go. But it starts and ends with prayer. Prayer has to be the focus. And so you say, I want to go deeper. I want to fix my prayer life. Well, let me ask you, is it the start and the end? Is it the beginning and the end for you and your relationship? Because if it's not, then there's going to be some disconnect with you and God. right? And so have that connection. Have that time. Spend time with your father because that's what he wants for you that's what he wants for me that's what he wants for you connor for all of us right it's about this and so when you're looking at the call to prayer don't forget about the caller (laughs) that's what it's about right it's not about us even though we make it about us right and that would be the encouragement that i would give you as well you know i talked about starting your prayers with praise you also need to ask god to show you unconfessed sin in your life because sin puts a boundary between us and God. And prayer allows us to reveal that, to confess that, not sweep it under the rug. Deal with your sin in prayer. There's no better place to deal with it than with prayer, than with the God who heals, than the God who has forgiven every sin, past, present, and future. You know, we're quick to talk about our sin with each other. And there's good in that. James 5:16. Confess your sins one to another. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. Right? So yeah, we should confess to each other. But we should deal with that in prayer. You know, and so do that in your prayer life and, and focus on that. And so, Connor, I just kind of want to wrap up with this conversation here. You're a student. 
How would you encourage other students in the world of prayer? I would just say, like I, like I mentioned earlier, make sure that you set aside like a specific time to like be alone with the Lord and just pray. And you know, if you're not comfortable with that, I would also just challenge yourself to, you know, get out of, outside of your comfort zone because you know there's no comfort in the growth zone, no growth in the comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think also making sure that you have people around you that you can go to with prayer requests also and that you can also pray for you know like having those fellow believers that can just challenge you and hold you accountable in that as well and just like i said make sure you need to always remember that it's not like it's not on you it's on god who hears you so like your prayers may feel awkward they may feel like they're not you know bursting through the roof and going straight to heaven as soon as they leave your lips but you know, he does hear you, and he does care for you, and he is, like, you know, hearing what you're praying about, and he's got everything worked out for you, he's got a plan for you, and just try not to be anxious, because I know in college it's it's full of a lot of anxious questions and thoughts, but, yeah. Just. Anything you're anxious about, God is in control of. Every time, everything, whatever you're anxious about, God is in control of. Don't ever question that. Don't ever forget that. Pray to him about it. Talk to him about it. Because that's what will help you with your anxiety. It's what helps me. Anytime that I'm going down the road and I can see that I'm heading towards anxiety, I stop right then and pray. Right? I just want to encourage you, anyone who's listening to this, student, non-student, because I know there's going to be a variety of people listening to this. Prayer is the greatest tool that we as believers hardly ever use. Yeah. And it's a shame because I do hear it all the time. I need to go deeper in my prayer life. Well, we just need to pray more. We just need to be more about it, more committed to it. And let's make sure that we do that. Let's commit to prayer. Let's commit. If you're listening to this and you haven't spent any time in prayer, I would encourage you right now, hit pause, hit stop, and pray. Because praying is much more important than listening to us too. Trust me. And it will do a lot more for you than listening to us too. Pray. If you've already prayed, then I would encourage you throughout this day as you're listening to this, Spend some more time in prayer. Pray about something. Create your list. Make it organized. That way it will help you go deeper. And Connor touched on something that I was going to touch on. Have accountability. Have somebody that's asking you, hey, how's your prayer life going? What are you praying about right now? What can I pray with you on? And ask that person the same question and be able to answer each other honestly. That's the whole point of accountability is to create victory. It's not to create shame in that if Connor and I are accountability partners and he comes to me and says, Matt, how's your prayer life? And I go, man, it's terrible. That's not to create shame. That's to now create victory to let remind me that I have a God who wants to hear from me. I have a God who I can call on. So let me go call on and let me spend that time because we are victorious in God. If he's the ultimate victor, we should spend time with him. So I hope this has helped you. I hope this has encouraged you. Be sure to share this with your friends, your family, whomever. It's not just for students. I know we talked a lot to students, and that's the way this podcast will be geared mostly. But this is for anyone, right? For anyone, schedule a time in prayer. That's great advice, right? Anybody that's anxious. Because the adults listening to this can testify. Anxiety is not something that just goes away, right? All of a sudden, a kid gets involved, and now you got even more anxiety, right? <laughs> so it's there. Um, and so we need to be more conscious of prayer and so i think it would be a little oxymoronic for us to talk about prayer and not spend time in prayer so i'm going to close this out with a prayer and as i finish i just want to thank you for listening 
Continue to share this. Continue to tune in. We've got more content coming your way. The next episode, just to tease it a little bit, we'll have another UNA student on here, and we're going to talk about the call to missions. Thanks for tuning in. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for technology that we can do something like this. God, and that you were sovereign from the beginning of time to create things like this to where we can just talk about you. Father, I hope that in what we have said has pointed people to you and has given people a desire to love you more. God, that people don't walk away going, man, Matt, Connor, they're so great. Daniel's so great behind the scenes. But that God is sovereign and supreme and can handle all of our problems and that is in complete control. And I just thank you for being the God that's in control. And for those listening to this, I pray that they were encouraged, God. And I pray that they fall more in love with prayer. And I pray that we as your church align our hearts with you, God, because there's no doubt in my mind now more than ever in 2020 that you're preparing for a great move. And it's going to start with the church getting our hearts and our minds right with you. Second Chronicles 7.14 is a great verse. But there's a big contingency on if, our, if your people, that's us, that if we connect with you, then you will hear our voice and you will heal our land. So God, we ask for healing, but we also ask that we as your church line up with you. God, we love you and we give you all the glory. In the name we pray. Amen.